Hey, welcome to the Center of the Saint. I'm Alyssa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. And today we are kind of talking about a touchy subject. It is touchy, you're right. Um, I've had to do a lot of this in my life and... It sucks sometimes. Sucks. Yeah. It's hard. Takes practice. Yeah, and... Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it has to be done to, to us, like to me. Right. And sometimes I have to do it to others. Right. Mm-hmm. We're talking about forgiveness, my friends. <laughs> forgiveness, you know, of others and for yourself. Yeah, I think uh, as a kid, I had a lot of grudges to hold, and I was so good at holding grudges. And then as I got older, I held myself. You know, I, I couldn't forgive myself for things. Yeah. And, you know, still to this day... I wake up in the middle of the night uh, when my mind is the least guarded, which is at night. Because during the day, I can, like, put a border on that thing. I can pray my worship music, and I can pray and, you know, have the scriptures on the tip of my tongue. But at night is when I tend to go astray. And that is when those little memories creep up or those mm-hmm. issues creep up. But the past creeps up, and I have to, um, I end up being, I wake up, you know, in a panic. And I have to remember that um, I have been forgiven, and if God can forgive me, I can forgive myself. It is a hard concept to grasp. I don't know why um, it is so challenging. I know that I went through, you know, we I've mentioned it before in a prior podcast, like 10 years of asking for forgiveness for the same, like same thing or same things, you know, my whole life, because it was like, I just haven't asked enough, you know, and I'm just, oh, it's like exhausting to them, I'm sure. Like, dude, we've already been through this. We're good. Move on. You had some stuff from today. Can we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> right. What are you worried about? What about yeah. What's <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, why is it so hard? I was thinking about why is it so hard to ask for forgiveness? And then why is it difficult to forgive others after they've hurt us so deeply? You know, I think there's there's a myriad of reasons. You know, pride. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, uh, I'm not letting you off the hook. Yeah. Because you hurt me, and you made the wrong choice. And you need to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, d- disappointment. You're just, you're so disappointed. This person let you down. They should have done better. Forgiveness is not an option. Right. You know, like, sorry. You, you, had you have chance. disappointed me, and I am going to s- dig my heels in the sand and be stubborn about this. And I'm just not doing it because I'm disappointed and, and you're a disappointment and <laughs> not you personally. Um, and then there's anger. You're just angry and you're bitter about what this person has done to you because they may have turned your life upside down and you don't have any choice. You know, a lot of things happen to us that we didn't ask for, that we didn't put ourselves in that situation Someone has done this, and, and, you know, we just want to punish that. We do. We want to punish that person. Yeah, but, you know, when we hold on to our anger and bitterness or resentment, we are actually punishing ourselves. That's it. I know some grown people in their late 20s, 30s, probably even beyond, that have not let go of something, and it is wrecking their entire life. Mm-hmm. And probably all the relationships that have occurred and ended between that first moment where they decided to cling to that unforgiveness. Every relationship 
after that has been affected by it. And there's still snowball effect. They're still pointing back. But they did this. Mm-hmm. They moved on, y'all. You're yeah. the only one suffering. It's the truth. I mean, so hard to to think about, you know, or to to grasp when you're feeling really angry. And I think what it I've decided it boils down to is this that when you have fully grasped God's love for you and the forgiveness that he has offered you through the death of his son on the cross, that's you. I mean, when that really has sunk into your heart and you've accepted it, it is a lot easier and almost impossible not to make the choice to forgive. You know what it just came to mind? What? That little saying. But did you die? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right? There you go. Like, they did, blah, blah, blah. But did you die? did you die? Because Jesus died. That's good. Yeah. I know. And and I know that there's so many different, you know, experiences. There's so many different kinds of hurt. There's so many different levels of hurt. But, you know, forgiveness... It's just a broad topic, and we're told to forgive. God doesn't say, nowhere in Scripture are we told that we only have to forgive for this, these amount of things, or these specific things, but these other things we don't have to forgive for. We are just told to forgive, to forgive, to forgive. And praise God, that's how it is, because I am so thankful that that's not his rule because that would mean that I'm sure there are things in my life that wouldn't fit into both of those categories. You know, that there'd be some things on that. If we, if he had divided up the list, he'd be like, okay, Allison, I'm, you're forgiven for these things, but these things now they're on the other list. These are not things you could be forgiven for. No, we just forgive just as he forgives us. And I think, you know, I remember saying to my dad one time, listen, if he can forgive me for all that stuff, how can I not forgive? Like, how can I not forgive that person? I've been forgiven for so many things. Yeah, like, are you considering yourself more important than God? If you're holding some, some debt over somebody else's head? Interesting. Interesting. That's a owl. Mm. Like, do you think you're more important and more powerful than God that you can hold a grudge and he doesn't? Right. I mean, I'm looking at it. Right? I'm I'm reading in the Old Testament. I'm just reading, you know, once again, the Israelites, and they keep um, bringing these idols, which we did talk about idols a few weeks ago. So go back and listen to that. But, you know, we're talking about idols, and they keep bringing these idols in, and then they cry out to God, and then God forgives them and sends them a rescue. And then what do they do? They bring in more idols. Bring in more idols. (laughs) And God didn't say, "Uh, I I forgive. I forgave you last week, but this week, no, because God doesn't change, right? That's right. And so it's hard, um, especially if you have forgiven somebody for something that happened to you that you didn't ask for. That's right. Um, I I like to say, um, what apology are you waiting for that you're never going to get? And, um, you know, I've had to forgive a lot of people in my life, and I am sure that a lot of people have had to forgive me, and I don't even know. Right. Um, but I think about my mom. I think about what a train wreck uh, the end of her life was, just, you know, the years leading up to it and the things that happened in childhood. And I think um, I held some anger and resentment towards her for a very long time while she was alive. Mm-hmm. And in my response to her actions, um, 
my response was not godly. I wasn't walking with the Lord, but even if I was, I don't even know if I'd have been big enough to respond gracefully. Um, but through my time with God, now at this point I'm in my 30s, and through my time with God's Word and just really um, understanding His grace and mercy, which is what brought me to my knees, uh, to my, you know, laying flat on my face at the bottom of the cross, um, I got that early on right. in my time with God. And when I understood that, and I understood that, you know, for they know not what they do, that was my mom. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, you have to get to the point where you think, especially for my mom, that she did the best she could with what she had at the time. She could have had different circumstances. She didn't, you know, but that wasn't a me thing. That was a her thing. Right. I, um, it reminds me of Micah seven eighteen, who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of inheritance. You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. And I think that's an important thing for us to touch on here. It says, you don't stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. So to me, this says, it's not that God never gets angry. I mean, I'm sure there are times where he has looked at me and been like, girl, I would like to smite you right now. Are we going to go down this road again? I mean, surely I have been so frustrating to him at times. Like, oh my gosh, I thought we were through this. I don't know. But I mean, he definitely shows anger towards people throughout scripture, right? Frustration. But he doesn't act in sin. So it's okay. This says it's okay to be angry. Now, those emotions should not give us an, those are not an excuse to sin and we can't stay there because he goes on, but delight to show mercy. So there's that forgiveness piece. So we, we can, it's okay to be angry. And sometimes it takes longer to work through that, you know, for others or different situations. It may take you a little bit longer and depending on your relationship with God, it may take you a little bit longer to get through that anger to work towards that forgiveness. But I don't want people to feel judged or shamed because they have felt anger. Yeah, so, you know, I um, I think that I hadn't forgiven for a long time because I felt like if I forgave somebody, then I would be condoning their offense. Mm-hmm. And I would be saying, it's okay. Because, you know, when someone forgives you, are like, that's okay. Don't worry about it. That's what, you know, that's right. what comes to mind. That's right. That's not what you're saying. No, it's not. You're saying, hey, you suck, but Jesus is bigger than that, and so I'm going to forgive you. And also, if you forgive someone, that does not mean forgive and forget. That's you know, right. someone says, you know, forgive and forget. Like, Another bad cliche. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's so many. Forgive and forget doesn't really work, because the truth is you need to remember um, what got you there in the first place Mm -hmm. so it doesn't happen again. And I think when you have expectations of those that you love, I mean, you think about your children, the way God sees us as his children. They do disappoint you sometimes because we're not perfect. And we do get angry. And then we, you know, we work through that. We move on. But we don't want them to get hurt. We want them to make the right decisions. We want them to be safe. We want them to be smart. Not like book smart, but, you know, smart about the things that they do in life, make good choices. And, you know, I think that it is easy to get frustrated. We have different expectations sometimes 
with those people that are close to us and, you know, even uh, everyone. We have ex high expectations, but those near to us, when we're hurt by those close to us, I think it hurts a little bit deeper. Like if you drive by me on the belt line and you really mean it and you give me the your number one sign <laughs> and use some of that, what's the, what do you call it? Sentence enhancers. Sentence enhancers. I'm going to take it way more personally than I am if some stranger does it. Right. Right? It's those people that are close to us. It's those people in the church, you know, that you have different expectations of. So many women that we talk to have been hurt by those in the church. And so they, they like, put that all on God. Right. And, you know, in every church. And just remember, people, we're all people. We all got mess. We're all imperfect. And we all have, we all sin. And I guess if I, here's how I think of it. If I want to be forgiven, I need to give. I need to forgive, right? Mm -hmm. And give that to others because that's what scripture says. And I need to be forgiven every single day. And I do not want to, <laughs> I don't want that card taken off the table, right? Right. I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I always, um, so I'm not a runner, but sometimes I find myself in a running mood and it's very painful after I get in the middle of that. But um, one time I was just running up this hill and I was, you get real close to God when you're hoping he's going to help you make it through that. But I'm running <laughs> up this hill and I'm doing this breathing technique that I know from way back when. And I was saying, inhale the grace, exhale the mercy. Ooh. Inhale the grace, exhale the mercy. And um, that's just something God brought to my mind. Like I'm, I'm inhaling right God's oh. grace every single day. So what makes me so special that it's only for me? I like that too. That's right. And when I'm struggling with people that are being annoying or, you know, whatever, and it's hard to forgive, I just think Jesus died for them. Right. Jesus died for them, just like he died for you. And that puts you on the same playing field. Now, it's still hard sometimes, depending on the circumstance, depending on the person. We get that. And sometimes I think you do. A lot of people disagree with me on this, but sometimes I think it's fine to crawl down into that pit and wrestle around and, you know, have your little pity party down there and wrestle with, through those feelings, those emotions that hurt to get to that final conclusion of forgiveness. But I have some rules. Okay. There are rules for pit dwelling. There's rules for the pit party. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So first, you have to know you're going. Like, you, you don't want to, and this is different for those of you that, you know, are on, you know, may deal with anxiety or depression, obviously, or um, on medication. This is, you know, that's a little disclaimer there. That That's a different topic. But um, you got to know you're going. Like, okay, I am really angry or I'm really hurt or I'm really mad. I'm really bitter. I am going down and I'm going to wrestle this out. So you have to recognize that you're, that you're in that spot. Because that's a healthy place to be. And then you tell a friend you're going and you ask for prayer. Like, hey, mm. I'm dealing with this and I'm having a little pity party right now. And I am crawling into that pit. And don't worry, I'm not planning on redecorating and staying down <laughs> there a long time and having a cocktail and all this stuff. But I've got to get out there and i got to wrestle this. i got to wrestle through this stuff. Me and God, we got to work it out. Yeah. Because it's only through him that we actually have the capability to embrace forgiveness. I mean, I cannot do it on my own. I know that. I am not capable as a flesh, a person of flesh without him to do this. 
And so then you just say, look, I'm coming out tomorrow, but I'm going in. Pray for me while I'm there and check on me Yeah. tomorrow and make sure I'm out. you got to have, you got to know you're going. Let somebody know you're going. It's like a long road trip you're going on by yourself, right? you got to leave the numbers. you got to give them your flight plan. you right. gotta, you got to make sure they know Restaurants. what hotel you're staying in, you know, and, and then have them call to check on you and have them praying for you when you go and, um, and make sure you're out. And if you can't get out, then you've got someone who's going to help you find the help you need, help you get out or help you find the, you know, the assistance, the counselor, the whatever, the people that you need that can help you climb out of that pit. And I kind of imagine it like, um, Every little person, you know, every little thing, every little prayer, it's like a step on that ladder out of that pit. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, I have had to go back to counseling um, because there are some things that are too big. You know, I get new tools from my toolbox and I use everything I can, but then some things, whew, I was not ready for that. Here we go. And you go back to the people that can help you. But I think it's important when you're in that hit to really do some evaluation. Like you can throw a fit, you can scream and you can Mm -hmm. kick or whatever. But then I need you to get down there and figure out why you're angry. You know, like I'm angry at my mom because she made me feel like um, I wasn't enough or I was worthless or uh, whatever it might be. Now, is that true? Mm -hmm. No, it's not true. So can I forgive her of that? She didn't intend to make me feel that way. And, And really it goes back to someone's intentions in the heart. Right. I know she didn't intend for that to happen. Some people intend to hurt you. That's a different story. It is. Just go take them out in the back alley and have at it. Um, no. Uh. <laughs> My little fighter over there. That's what we want to do for shizzle. Um, yeah. She said for shizzle. For shizzle. <laughs> I mean, this is sad. I mean, this is sad but true. I mean, I know that when my kids were like in middle school, you know how mean kids can be. Yeah. And I mean, there have been times I've wanted to go down to the middle school and beat up like a little, you know, twelve year old for being so mean. Not, not really, of course, but, but that's what I felt like, right? This anger because we get this mama bear protection, um, and I have to forgive like this twelve year old, right? Um, that I don't even know that I just heard the story and my kids crying at home, and so you know it is important to to recognize that saying allowing someone forgiving them allowing someone to to have the forgiveness you know that you've given them is not saying what you did was okay what you did was right because we do things that people don't agree with I, I there's people that do things I don't agree with all the time it doesn't make me love them or like them any less necessarily it's just something that I don't agree with like when my kids do something that I don't agree with, I may be angry at the time, but it doesn't make me not love them. And, you know, just because you forgive somebody one time, just because you say, oh, I'm going to forgive that, uh, I have to remind myself all the time. When that little thought creeps back in my mind, I've already forgiven that. Mm. I just have to keep telling myself, and I say it out loud, I, I, I forgive that. Because you need to push it back out of your mind, because if not, it'll just take root. And uh, somebody else told me recently, and I didn't want to hear it, and I let him know about that, actually. Um, I have a really wise friend named Jimmy, and I was telling him, I said, well, my nemesis is on their way up, and, um, you know, that's the one person I can't forgive. Mm. And I said, because I can handle anything, but when you hurt my kids, right, it's going to go down. <laughs> Downtown. Mama bear. That's and I'm right. afraid of prison, yo. <laughs> so, um, 
he looked at me and he said, you know what, Melissa, you need to walk right up to that car and say, hey, um, please forgive me for uh, the way I responded to you. Mm. I was like, what? I do not want to do that. I was like, here's the deal. I don't know who you think you're talking to. <laughs> but I would say, please forgive me for punching you and then punch them. I don't just say, please forgive me for how I made you feel I responded to you. I was so angry at him for uh-huh. giving me that. Because it was truth. Oh, yeah. Oh. And we know when it doesn't make sense, it's God. Right. And it's what we should do. Yeah. I love that. And I also really, really love what you said about we can't let it take root Mm -hmm. because it will grow these tentacles that just keep um, digging deeper into our heart and they create these chasms in our heart. And they really, the unforgiveness... it can affect every other thing that we that we come across in our life years later. And so I, when I first started ministry, I had this acronym for love. And it was let it go on your knees very passionately every day. Mm. And so because what I had figured out was how many things I had just let, I had just covered up. Like it happened to me. I just covered it up and moved on. And um, I didn't really work through the emotions. Um, I didn't realize I was angry. I didn't realize what was going on. But um, it's a lot harder to to figure, weed it all out and to dig it out and work on it. So if every night when you are laying your head down on the pillow, if you are letting it go, mm-hmm. go through your day. Think about the person that gave you the your number one sign. <laughs> Um, going down the road or the neighbor that posted something on next door neighbor. We call it back door neighbor. You know, something about your kids riding their bikes on the wrong side of the road or whatever, you know, that makes you angry. And then the big stuff too. But um, let it go. And sometimes you just got to get down on your knees and you got to fully submit and you just got to give it to God. And sometimes like very passionately. And when I say that, I just mean sometimes you got to ball it, fight it, scrap it. You know, because some things are hard. and th- But if we're doing it every day, yeah, then it's a lot less likely to take root. It's like weed killer, man, for right. that bad stuff. And I think, you know, forgiveness doesn't always have to happen in person. And that person doesn't always have to know that you've forgiven them. Because the truth is, they may not even know that they ruffled your feathers. Exactly. Right? And so it doesn't have to, you don't have to send them a message. It's not like, a big oh, production. I've forgiven you. You're yeah. welcome. You are free to go which, about your life. <laughs> which is what I would have done about 10 years ago. Like, you're forgiven and you're welcome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you can now rest easy at night, but I'm not going to come through your window. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point, though. As long as you have resolved it in your heart. Yeah. They don't need to know. And, I mean, sometimes, you know, if there's been something, you might need to say it. And sometimes you don't have to say it. And I always go to God and go, God, what does this look like for me? What does this look like at this time? And it may be one thing one time and another, you know, another situation looks differently. And that's between you and God. Yeah. We I, can't give you the stamp of approval for anything. You know, God's going to let you know how, how to handle it. I have a friend who, um, who I've been talking to recently who has been deeply, deeply hurt by someone very close to her. And she's really angry. And she should be. I mean, I totally get it. And I said, that's fine. And she, and, and she mentioned that she was just going to stay that way. And I said, no, you're not. Because you're better than that. And I want your heart to experience love again. 
And you can't if you're holding on to this anger and not forgiving. And and she, of course, she was like, fine, okay, but I'm I'm staying here for now. <laughs> and I was like, that's fine. Right. Like, it's okay, but you can't stay there because I you deserve better. And you are better than that. I love that. It's almost like if you decide that you're gonna remain angry and not forgive somebody, do me a favor. Write that person a letter and say, Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm dedicating the rest of my life to you. You let me know what decisions to make. You let me know what the next steps are because and you, you are cause all my future friendships and relationships to fail and have problems and insecurities. Everything that I have is yours because I'm giving you control of mine. <gasps> yes. So before you decide I'm not forgiving, I want you to write that letter and see how that feels because that's essentially what you're doing. Uh, and I think we can end on that. Word. Word. (laughs) Hey, we appreciate you guys. We'd love to hear from you on some other topics that you'd like to hear us hash out and slap a little Jesus on. Until next week, we'll see you then on The Center and the Saint. Bye.